Oh my goodness, hello scorekeepers! It is time for another episode of your favorite podcast, The Score! Yes, we are late. <laughs> I mean, it, wait, did you want all three of us or did you not want all three of us? I prefer POC time, you know, people of culture time. People of culture time. People of the seasoned food diaspora time. Indeed. Um, I am Rocky Jones, as always. I'm the EDI director at uh, Minnesota Opera. I'm here with my two amazing co-hosts Paige and Lee how are you all doing today the same the same the same as what good same as I usually am I'm always like this (laughs) 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 well good that sounds great (laughs) and of course the score is Minnesota Opera's uh one and only podcast um, that is all about opera, classical music, pop culture, fun stuff from the perspective of three Black queer opera administrators. And I'm so excited because one of the reasons that we're late is, Paige, you went on an incredible sounding yoga retreat out mm-hmm. in the woods with no internet no <laughs> nothing w- tell yeah. us about this you look so zen and calm. <laughs> <laughs> i want to get like you it must be nice <laughs> you know the, probably the wearing white all the time probably helps with already <laughs> looking <laughs> zen and calm but it was absolutely lovely it was wonderful it was wonderful it was so nice one I I like being out in nature like I like being in the woods I like being on the lakes once I heard that there was kayaking available yes I knew I would be on the water (laughs) absolutely like all of that but also getting to I feel like I've, I've had a yoga practice for several years now it's like one of those things I keep coming back to but that I felt like I had fallen out of for a while so when this opportunity came up I was like this is a perfect time to just like reset to re-explore my relationship with the practice with the philosophy uh, with uh, the -hmm. way of life Um, and shout out to the person who organized the retreat the teacher uh sarita colette uh they are amazing amazing (laughs) one shout out to a yoga teacher who is actually south asian who's actually indian like (laughs) unfortunately (laughs) it's rarer than it should be it's more rare than it should be so shout out to them and teaching yoga like not just as just you know making shapes and (laughs) with your body and using (laughs) you know, wearing Lululemon or whatever. Um, But really, like, I would say maybe like 20% or or less of it was moving. Like it was the meditation, it was Ayurveda as well. And, you know, that system of kind of mind, body and spirit health and balance that is thousands upon thousands of years old and amazing also to just be reminded of the ways that it's similar to like, African people stuff, black people stuff, mm-hmm. like 
just to see that like oh okay yeah because people living close to the earth be knowing (laughs) just like we be knowing of course i'm gonna see similarities so it was beautiful and just so nourishing shout out to sarita for teaching the tradition from like a really holistic place and that i feel like is gonna sustain my practice for a long time and like deepen my understanding of yoga a lot Mm. like mentally like you know brain smart wise but also like body wise as well you know so it was good it was good yes sounds amazing matter of fact let me remember to do my testimonial because i'm just like yes go see sarita honey uh give (laughs) give them your coins if sarita has a website or a social media or something we'll put it in the show notes yes yes i'm interested because i want to meet sarita because i like around the i guess maybe like six or seven months into the pandemic i i had a yoga practice when I was in college and I loved it so much Mm -hmm. and then I just fell off for like 20 years (laughs) and and during the pandemic I picked it back up again and it was just so lovely and just calming Mm -hmm. and centering and grounding and it just like especially like that those first few months of the pandemic when like it was just like oh there's what is like poison breath (laughs) coming out of everyone's (laughs) body and we're all gonna die and (laughs) who knows what's going to happen and you know and I we had to cancel the wedding and worrying about my parents who are like thousands of miles away and all of these things it was just so nice to be able to just come down to my basement light a candle and just like turn my brain off well not off off but like access a different part that's not this like go 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 run 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 you know that part of that's my soul that's truly Mm -hmm. like me (laughs) um and it's just so nice to like reconnect with that again and of course in the last couple of weeks I have fallen off again um (laughs) so I need to get back on it and and deepen my practice as well so I'm jealous that's (laughs) that's the long way of me saying that Well, hoping you find, you know, maybe some time or inspiration. Get back with your practice too, you know? Yeah, yeah. You're going cycles. You don't come back to it. (laughs) Well, right now I'm focused on this personal trainer business. Oh, yeah. How's that going? It's, I, girl, I'm so proud of myself (laughs) because (laughs) I I haven't canceled once. (laughs) Work. And, and... Yeah, uh, when was it? Monday? I can't remember when it was. Um, but I set two personal bests when it came to the hex squat and the chest press. <laughs> so congratulations. Okay. Thank you very much. And my trainer, nice. Tom, shout out to Tom. He said he was proud of me three times. <laughs> Good job. So that was exciting. That was fun. <laughs> um but Lee, how are you doing? What have you been up to? Oh, goodness. All kinds of 
moderately interesting things. Um, <laughs> Where but... we love moderately interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I think, though, the most exciting things that have happened recently have involved people in my life who are not me. Um, so I will just take a minute to acknowledge a couple of people. Um, so my cousin, Dr. Antoinette Edmonds, was featured in Essence magazine a few weeks oh, ago. Yeah, they exciting. were doing a, a thing on um, mental health, especially uh, dealing with families and sort of the legacies of Black families and our relationships to mental health. And they interviewed her as part of that and super proud of her. Um, she's worked really, really hard and, and she's a, a young woman. I won't say her exact age in case she tries to keep her business out of the street like I do. <laughs> but um, she is a, a young black woman in the mental health space. And that is not a place where I think we have enough mental health practitioners who are younger people of color. I think that really, really matters. So I was super excited for her and she looked great in the picture. Um, so yeah, that made Shout me super Shout out to Cousin happy. Antoinette. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And um, friend of the show, and friend of the Lee, uh, Tanya Denise Fields, who was on our Black Women's Leadership panel, recently scored a couple of gigs on Food Network um, as a judge on, I know, right, uh -huh. on the Supermarket Stakeout and uh, Beat Bobby Flay. Um, so super <laughs> excited for Tanya. Um, in addition to being a brilliant, hilarious person, she is also a really, really good cook. Um, so I am super excited to see that part have get you, acknowledged alongside the activism. Have you had her food? Uh, yes, many oh. times. Oh, okay. Um, one of my favorite, um, Tanya's stories is like when she and I were first getting to know each other, she was like at my house and we were just kind of like chatting in the kitchen. And then she was like, what do you have to eat? And I was like, kind of nothing. And she was like, well, that can't be right. And just like went in my refrigerator and just started cooking. Um, and I was like, oh, oh, I, first of all, I didn't know how good like my own chopped. taste was. It's <laughs> <laughs> like chopped happening in your cook. home. <laughs> it was, it was really, really great. And one of those kind of things that was like, I love when my friends have unexpected talents. And she also sings and dances. Um, so she's an all around yes. winner of a human being. So I'm super excited. All the about gifts. That, no, she really right. does. It's <laughs> a little unfair. Um, but yeah, super excited about all of that going on. Um, well, I think, there's me, some, I think there's something else, Lee. I don't know if it? you want to put all of your business out there and your family. Oh, is this about me turning into an uncle? All yes. Of a sudden? <laughs> uh, yeah. My brother and his wife are expecting a little bynum. I'm super yeah. excited. Oh, yay. <laughs> Thank you. No one is happier than my mom. She oh told me God. I was old I news only. now, which is, <laughs> I, I guess, true. <laughs> That's so exciting. So when is when is the blessed event due? March. March. Um, yeah, uh, he so or she little, or they are little, coming then. Little Pisces or Aries. A, a little, I think it may be a little on the Pisces side. I think it's towards okay. the beginning, but that's what I'm, okay. I'm hoping for a birth that does not 
conflict with the song poet performances and have me pulled <laughs> in two directions. <laughs> oh man. It's real. March is gonna be interesting. March is gonna be wild as it always mm -hmm. is. Oh man. Yeah. Oh wow! Something blessings and it'll work out, you know. Yeah, sometimes yes. babies just be. As a doula, I have seen <laughs> babies just happen to arrange themselves in convenient ways. Ashe, they just I am like going to receive that. Sometimes they just work it out. They're just like, I see y'all are worried, but I got you. I don't know how it happens. <laughs> they just. They coordinate their arrival sometimes. <laughs> and hey, look, if we have to like go to London to record this show, I think we to should. accommodate. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm willing. Yeah. I'm I'm willing to make that sacrifice. Same. Yeah. I can I can work something out. We can work yeah. something out. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of going on in London. Ooh, child. <laughs> Anybody yeah. have any thoughts on that that aren't going to get us fired? <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say this. Um, my parents were married on the, what? I want to say 15th anniversary of Jamaican independence. Mm. And I feel like just kind of one that just sitting as a, a legacy in my brain, it makes me really hopeful that we can now have an actual conversation about what decolonization means, right? And put some context to why people who are in Commonwealth countries may be using this as an opportunity to express a lot of perspectives around the legacies of English colonization around the world, how we are still dealing with that, and the ways that the crown was uh, sort of propped up materially by these countries that were colonized, right? And, you know, I, I think especially in the Caribbean, when you're sort of looking at some of those countries like Jamaica that were for years, people were paying against loans that went out as reparations to former slaveholders, right? I think there's a lot of context to the reactions of Black and Brown people, especially around the world, but we also see you, our Irish brethren, who had things to say, right? And I think a lot of people got caught on things that felt either impolitic or just generally impolite and maybe missed that there was a broader conversation that was being had in the moment behind the memes and behind the jokes right like there's a whole piece of this um and there's some some things that i will encourage folks to read just to have some context for what those reactions were about and will continue to be about absolutely well mm -hmm. perhaps we'll put some of those those recommendations in the show notes Oh, good idea. Yeah. 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 Encourage them, reading. Send them along. Yeah. Send them along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, absolutely, you know, it it has been just so gratifying because I think, you know, this conversation just 
for such a long time just kind of got put on the back burner we've got other things that we're we're thinking about right now in 2022 but the way that this has just sort of opened it opened that conversation just cracked it wide open (laughs) and it's just it's so nice that we can have this conversation out in the open once again and I mean, I'm just seeing a lot of people who just feel like they have a right to comfort (laughs) all up all over the place. And it's just like, well, I guess we need to have a a conversation about just white supremacy culture in general. But let's also have that conversation. And, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be as diplomatic as you just were, Lee, but I can't do it. I'm a fire sign. That's too much. I'm just going to shut my mouth because like, I'm just going to get us in trouble. You just <laughs> over there about to malfunction. Trying just, to. I have so, <laughs> my throat chakra is just like, scream. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say shout out to Jada Shada Hudson, my Bajan sister. <laughs> I know, I know, I know how you feel, Lee, but <laughs> a Bajan <laughs> almost won Drag Race Canada. That's very exciting. Another she almost did. She sure did. That is very anyway, exciting. But shout out to Barbados, who shout out to Barbados, who got shout out, out got out of that mess in twenty twenty one. Mm-hmm. Very, mm-hmm. very, very proud of my peoples. But Paige, I the foresight, mm-hmm. <laughs> the excellent I, foresight. I will, I will turn it over to you. <laughs> you know, I too, uh, uh, not as someone who has a lot of fire in their chart, but has a lot of Mars in there. You know, Mars mm-hmm. ruled um, mm-hmm. signs, uh, planets. Like it's just. Mars energy. Um, I'm struggling. I struggled a little bit with words, but <laughs> um, I was thinking of earlier, I was thinking about this and I was thinking a lot about history and just, uh, you know, when you come into an understanding of the history of white supremacy, of imperialism, colonialism, and all of that, like, you have to, of course, think about history and the way history is told mm-hmm. and taught and understood. And I feel like there are especially a set of people who uh, maybe would think that they are pro- progressive or would often seem progressive who uh, have discomfort with maybe some people's reactions about Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh the passing of uh one monarch uh but i mean i think then it's like it's if you feel if you feel away you kind of have more you have more work to do you just have more work to do um you, you should understand that when we're talking about if you if you can understand when people say that like we live in a racist society like it's fundamentally built on white supremacy on enslavement we know that you can say that you're like yeah i understand great you should understand that means history too 
Yeah. So that was my thing about a lot of people's reactions. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I'm just like, come on now. This is <laughs> and, and not even be a little like... bit more, more basic. You should understand that, of course, people who were actively oppressed by this person, even we're not even talking about i keep saying history yeah, actually it's that's not even thing. ancient it's not history, even history. That, that's what i was that's what i was going to say we're not even talking, yeah. we're not talking about like ancient history we're talking about no, we're very not. very recent history but yeah. okay mm -mm. please mm -mm. very recent <laughs> history but i i say partly history because the way we just think of monarchies in general and why yeah. it means automatic <laughs> you know respect or you know upholding a certain type of decorum you know uh that that's part of white supremacy culture is as well you should be questioning that narrative and why it's been a thing across history and up until now that why this is a big to do now like yeah. just ask ask some ask some questions about why you know why that that's that that is the narrative of the tone <laughs> And, and just believe, believe black mm -hmm. people when they mm -hmm. when they're yeah. telling you <laughs> mm -hmm. what's what's going on. That's and it. in this That's particular instance, <laughs> not just black people, right? No, oh, and, oh, and I a think third that, of the a third of the of the world, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. Here we are oh, yeah. having this conversation in English, right? Yeah. And Precisely. you know, when I when I was living in Hong Kong, another former British protectorate, right? the articulations that people had about what that experience had done to sort of um in some instances divorce people from their own culture right what it, it and the frustration a lot of folks had with it and the distrust of the west that had been born out of it i have never been so excited to be frequently mistaken for a person from lots of different places as i was then when i would hear people kind of you know reflect on what that was for them and that was an important moment for me because it was the reminder it's not just black people it's also not just black people from certain islands or western and southern africa like there, there are lots of folks who have been touched and continue to feel sort of displaced by the legacies of imperialism. And I, I think this is a conversation we can have in this country um, alongside all the other things that we need to talk about. I think this is a, a piece of, you know, maybe shifting gears a little bit, why um, Black women right now are trending on Twitter after the Emmys, right? Like the fact that Cheryl Lee Ralph, a wonderful Jamaican-American actress, when she won her Emmy a few nights ago, it was the first time a Black woman had won that award since Jack A. Harry mm -hmm. won it for 227. Yeah. 35 that years. Is, that's a lifetime, uh -huh. right? Mm -hmm. And the fact that this, this kind of thing is still connected to the legacies of imperialism and what they say that Black and brown people in this country can do, where we can show up, under what sets of circumstances, and who gets to see the work that we produce, right? Cheryl Lee Ralph is certainly not the only black woman who's been on a TV show. I think that there, there is something that we're just not really talking about. And I feel like we're circling the airport a lot, right? Pretending as if we are we are further along than we are and that we're ready to, to move in certain directions without actually having reconciled some things, so.
but shouts to Shirley Ralph. Yes, and yes. Um, oh, well, yes. I'm sure we'll have more to say about that <laughs> <Last> <laughs> later on in the show. Um, but okay, we did it. I I have to admit, I've been dreading that kind of like the Will Smith slap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we did it. We talked about it. And we will be right back. We don't have a guest this week, but we decided. Um, why don't we play another round of icebreakers? Because we haven't done that in a while. So we'll be right back with that. See you in a second. Bye. Ish. <laughs> <laughs> And we are back. I hope you all enjoyed your break. Did you did you two enjoy your break? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Got Thank up, you for asking. Took a took a walk around the house. <laughs> Got a drink of water. <laughs> nice stretch. <laughs> well, as promised, we do not have a guest this week. We're probably gonna keep the show a little bit short this week just because we've got some stuff a brewing all three of us work and our personal lives and whatnot um but we didn't want to leave without just like a fun little game a little round of icebreakers um so i think lee it's your turn to pick a question do you want to pick one out of the bowl yes let me um put my little paw in and oh here's one what is an album that you listen to all the way through. You don't skip tracks. You don't put it on shuffle. You just listen to it all the way through. Mm. It's a hard one, except when you get it, and then all of a sudden you think of like 12 others that have the same quality for you. I mean, I'm assuming that Renaissance is not because we've talked about it. Oh, I feel yeah. like it like goes the, without the saying. Past, like, oh, yeah. Four shows. Okay. We know how we feel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming people don't want to hear us talk about Renaissance again. Um, although I will say, have you seen that person on TikTok that does um, readings from? Uh, renaissance lyrics in um the style of maya angelou yes Yes. (laughs) (laughs) i think galen j williams i think is their name Mm -hmm. oh my god h-u theater alum you know h-u you know okay (laughs) (laughs) well very talented clearly because that had me in stitches (laughs) <laughs> just black people black people <laughs> okay okay album album well Lee, do you have an answer i have so many answers okay. um but i will keep it nice and short um well you don't have to oh then i won't um so- <laughs> oh no okay I'll, I'll toss a couple out in, in quick succession um some will make sense and some may be a slightly surprising um number one is now and forever the miseducation of lauren hill mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. it is the it is not only sequentially um conceptually 
perfect, but the the little interludes and transitions, I think, do a really good job of sort of launching you emotionally, bringing you down when you need to be brought back down, lifting you up. I thought I thought Lauren just did a absolutely brilliant job. Columbia University, just putting that out there. True. Um, True. Uh, <laughs> never Say Never by Brandy is another mm. one that I feel like the the sort of emotional arc that she takes you on is pretty, pretty fantastic. I, I've always loved Brandy. Um, Brandy, if you're listening, join us on the show sometime. And then maybe <laughs> one more for good measure is Butterfly. One of my uh, oh, okay. original favorite albums. Like, you know, today is like... the 25th anniversary. Well, the day that we're recording this. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. Spread Aww. your wings and prepare to fly. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mariah Carey as a singer. I love her as a personality. I think she is an absolutely entertaining person. And the ways that she puts together albums i i always take note because she you know as the person who's writing all of those songs she wants you to hear them in those order those orderings for a reason and i i always take her up on it i mean i think she just does not get enough due as a lyricist yeah Yeah. (laughs) i mean i'm just saying it doesn't see right through you like you're bathing in windex (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> it's a yes, shame Mariah. to me. So euphoric and weak when you smile at me. And you tell me the things that you know persuade me to relinquish my love <laughs> to you. Okay. But I cannot resist. <laughs> <laughs> Those are lyrics. Yeah, those okay. are lyrics. <laughs> I think for me, um, one uh, R&B pop, I don't know, whatever you want to call her uh, genre star, Janelle Monet. Mm. I think her first two full albums, mm-hmm. The Arc Android. And Electric Lady are so good and to me so underrated. They yeah. are cinematic. She made yeah. them to sound like movies, the interludes, the whole lore that she built up around that world. I don't know why there's not a deal for a graphic novel that's in the works <laughs> right now because it's just, it's really, really stunning. Like her lyrics, this, the metaphor she makes with talking about androids and uh uh you know this character that's on the run but you know symbolizing kind of real life being on the run just as a real as being a person in a black queer body you know Mm -hmm. trying to live life and trying to find happiness in this often very messed up world it is just so relevant and I return to them again and again and I gotta listen to them all the way through because she tells it like a story it's a story Mm -hmm. Both the albums, but a story that you dance to. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I'm also very aware that I feel like her last album, maybe because it was so openly like gay and just mm-hmm. <laughs> celebratory, mm-hmm. got a lot of attention. But that one actually, it's, it's her first three projects that have the cinematic feel. And fans of hers know 
that this last one she came out with, she stepped outside of the norm and that was intentional. She was doing something different outside of the usual norm, outside of the usual story. So I encourage you that if you just came to Janelle Monet, you know, then you need to go to those first albums to figure out like what she's really about. It's so good. I I wrote like a paper on it in college. Maybe you can tell. Um, (laughs) 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 Yes. So. Hmm. Well, I think my, well, I mean, first off, I'm going to have to co-sign Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Um, because that just takes me right back to the summer between my sophomore and junior year in high school. I had my first job. It was like interning in an office and I just like sat there and just filed papers all day. And this education of Lauren Hill came out that August and I just sat there and listened to it over and over and over and over again while I was filing these papers and it's just it's so brilliant and also I mean I would also have to add I mean the album art for our very show (laughs) 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 clearly we're fans <laughs> so that's another one. Um the other ones I guess maybe might be a little bit unorthodox. Um but I don't know. I find that like as an adult like I'm just much more inclined to kind of listen to podcasts. I'm just a little too ADD and a little too sad <laughs> <laughs> to listen to an album all the way through. But when I do, it's something that sort of brings back some sort of nostalgia. Um, and I don't think I've talked about like on um, this podcast before, but I my favorite artist of all time probably is Fiona Apple. interesting i didn't know that oh yeah oh yeah i liked fiona apple before it was cool when everyone was looking at me (laughs) when i was 15 like y'all need to listen to title and everybody was like ew you're weird (laughs) that's so gay are you going to the love affair (laughs) i'm like no but it's so i mean she's such a brilliant lyricist she's just truly such a brilliant musician she is the I remember like being 14 and buying a copy of title and listening to it and going like that that's what I want to do for a living Mm -hmm. and that's like when I started like writing songs and writing music and all of that stuff so I think for me my favorite album of hers is probably oh, oh gosh probably won the pawn the second one um it's just uh it's just so heartbreaking (laughs) at points and I was just you know kind of a miserable teenager (laughs) um (laughs) so it just it just felt so romantic and so lush and I was desperately in love with a boy but so far in the closet that I couldn't 
<laughs> admit that to anyone except for Fiona. Um, <laughs> it just takes me back there. And it's just like, it's so, I don't know, sweet, but sad, sour, sweet and sour, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But like, I mean, just some of the ways that she constructs those lyrics are just so wild. And they're just pieces that I've taken with me like throughout my life like caution could but rarely ever helps mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. like that's a word mm-hmm. <laughs> well it could it rarely ever helps which I don't know I guess explains a lot of my life <laughs> and my approach to things <laughs> um and I guess another album well, I grew up going to private school in Virginia in the late 90s. So Dave Matthews was a big part of my, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I like Crash. And uh, let's see, probably The Bends by Radiohead is another one, which takes me back to high school and i i enjoy i enjoy tom york's voice i think it's cool and kind of ethereal and again like weird lyrics and kind of sci-fi-ish so i don't know those are mine <laughs> i agree that's why i had a phase with okay computer while yeah I was a teenager. yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 i was going through a moment yes i was going <laughs> yes, i feel like most were. people are when they are uh playing okay computer like that but you know <laughs> <laughs> no i mean no there's no surprises is <laughs> yeah you know you i, I, I I wish there was like a sad 17 year old in my life so I could like hand them <laughs> that album and go, go to track 10. Right. <laughs> I have so much good music to share. And, and sad teen. Write, write me a paper about track 10 alone. <laughs> I also feel that way. One more to share. Uh, just I have to give a shout out to uh, Jagged Little Pill by Alanis. Yes. Uh, speaking of yes, that albums for sad teenagers. Oh my god! Yes. I and I was little. I was little in his prime time. But you I... were little. You were like how how old were you when that came out? That was like what 1994, 95. So actually, it, it may have even came out before I was born or like right when I was born. Oh jeez, don't please people don't in say my that. family. Pat- my family loved it my dad loves that album my older sister loves that album so I grew up hearing it a lot like we would listen to it in the car and I would request it also by name once I realized that that was my stuff (laughs) and I still listen to it through these days and I know like almost all the ad-libs like I know it front to back like that is that is my album i love it no skips no skips at all i'm singing every song absolutely not a one (laughs) no (laughs) never (laughs) because i did sort of go through this very kind of like lilith fairy ish sort of phase (laughs) when i was in high school and like i think that was on sort of the leading edge of it i think that was like the gateway drug to like a lot of sense Fiona, Sarah mm-hmm. McLaughlin, <laughs> Cheryl Crow, all of that business. <laughs> it, it's so funny because the other question that had been in my head 
to ask was what is an album that you love that people would not guess that you loved but perhaps we have hit that <laughs> anyway <laughs> i think so i think so. i think we've revealed quite a bit about ourselves yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well what's that for you though Lee? oh an album that i love that you wouldn't guess mm -hmm. um i think it it's not even a specific album it is a person whose oeuvre that i know every song backwards and forwards up and down and that's miss patsy klein like mm. the okay. the quality of her voice like i got to a point at some place in my early um like maybe like eighth or ninth grade where i started really caring about the like tone and quality i, I guess it was like mm. when i started voice lessons like who i started to pay attention to and i had a teacher who told me to listen to patsy klein and phyllis hyman and Phyllis Hyman, it was very immediate. I was like, oh, I'm, I will never get there. <laughs> That's the kind of magic that is just not going to live in my larynx. Um, but both of them had songs that somehow at 12 years old were, were speaking to me in ways. But yeah, I, I frequently still listen to Patsy Cline. You might be able to guess I would listen to Phyllis Hyman, um, but maybe not Patsy, but I love her absolutely love her oh absolutely she's amazing <laughs> yeah and what you mean when you think the sort of the tone and timbre um you know of, of what she's trying to do is yeah it's beautiful mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just so just sad and so aching everything belonging love it. very love emotionally it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 I love it I like the Dixie Chicks. I do too. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The Chicks. It's the Chicks. Right. right. They did take Dixie. Away. They did take and Dixie. And I absolutely out. stand for them with that uh, standing up in in their truth. Yes. And what happened with uh, President GW? Oh, and... Lord Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we found out a lot. About we did in a very short period of time. I know a lot more. Mm -hmm. What about you, Paige? Is there another one that you wouldn't expect, or that you don't think we would expect for you to like? Hmm. Not a album that I can think of honestly I feel like I feel like a lot of people who know me know that I have <laughs> a wide range of musical taste or that you know most things wouldn't be wouldn't be strange well wouldn't, I don't think be you know weird. we wouldn't or, be or, or unexpected show, probably if we didn't right. have a, a right. big a, a large eclectic taste exactly yeah. exactly yeah. i expect that i am with eclectic open-minded cultured people oh. so <laughs> i mean given you know the amount of substances i put in my body between the years of 2000 and 2005 <laughs> if i were to open up my cd wallet i would imagine that there would be all sorts of surprises that might jump out yeah 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Remind me to tell you about the time I went to a Medesky Martin and Wood show dressed as Indiana Jones. And <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> it was halloween there were drugs anyway what <laughs> like there's a lot of interesting stories that start with that mm-hmm. say no more mm-hmm. <laughs> oh i think i do have an unexpected one i do i think it's because so i've, I've often reflected with people how um i feel like especially in a lot of black families there's no listening to like kids music or something mm-hmm. like that, or mm-hmm. even sometimes mm-hmm. age appropriate music at all. <laughs> what is that? Like you're listening to what your parents listen to. So a lot of my music taste is old and people are confused. So my dad really likes some jazz, really likes some jazz fusion type stuff. And we listen growing up, we listened to a lot of Steely Dan. Yes. Mm, a lot of <laughs> and so much so we went to see them as a family when I was like a teenager and I was excited about it. I was excited. I knew the songs right along with them old people, old white people. <laughs> lots of beer, lots of beer and lots of <laughs> Josie is low key my my jam. Low okay. key. yes yes we even had a dvd of how they put together the album asia and ever since then i think it's one of the greatest i don't skip any songs on it i think it's such an awesome album and they get together really fantastic musicians and those michael mcdonald backup vocals and (laughs) and the lyrics so clearly inspired by drugs and regret <laughs> it's a really fun baseline. It's great. I love it. <laughs> I have learned more about the two of you, like in the last ten minutes, than in the last two years. It's it's actually kind of incredible. <laughs> Another thing I also say to people is, if in your travels, if you find yourself in a record store or some sort of vintage type estate sale, whatever. If you find anything, anything by the Electric Light Orchestra, <laughs> buy it and give it to me. <laughs> I will remember that. I will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's it. I think that's it for me. I think that's it. Jenny Lewis and the Watson Twins Rabbit for Coat that's another great album anyway (laughs) no skip (laughs) well that was exciting that was fun unexpectedly fun fun. (laughs) I learned so much I just learned so much understand y'all better (laughs) well if there's some sort of unexpected album that any of you would like us to check out uh, write to us at the score at MN Opera, uh, the score at mnopera.org, take two. <laughs> <laughs> and and maybe we'll check it out and we'll give a little report. Um, but oh my God, y'all are so eclectic. <laughs> 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 All right, well, we will be right back with Pure Black Joy. We'll see you in a second.
And we are back, and it is time for our final segment, but also our favorite segment. And y'all know what it is. <laughs> and a one, and a two, and a one, two, three, four. It's peanut butter uh, jelly time. Uh, peanut butter uh, jelly time. Uh, peanut butter jelly uh, time. Uh, peanut butter jelly. Uh, peanut butter jelly. Uh, peanut butter jelly with a baseball bat. It's peanut butter jelly. Peanut butter jelly. Peanut butter jelly with a baseball bat. Absolutely. It is time for pure black joy, where we shout out the people, places, and things um, that are black. And that are making us very, very happy this week. Um, well, you mentioned it earlier in the show, Lee. So I guess we should probably start off with the Emmys that happened last week. And so many incredible shows were honored. But particularly the ladies of Abbott Elementary, Lizzo... Who else? Zendaya. Zendaya. (laughs) I think all previous PB&J honorees. I think so, too, actually. (laughs) But, I mean, Cheryl Lee Ralph. Good Lord. Cheryl. (sighs) She's my dream girl. My gosh. (laughs) (laughs) What a moment. Good for her. And so well-deserved after such a long an iconic career to just see her get up there and get to have that moment. It's yeah. just such a beautiful thing. She yeah. is such an icon just in, I mean, especially in black film and television, mm-hmm. but really mm-hmm. just like in general, mm-hmm. like in the industry, like yeah. she's given so much and just to see Oh, it just made my heart burst. Oh my gosh. It just made my heart burst. And we smile from ear to ear and to see how happy she was. Even when she was nominated, I saw like that mm-hmm. that video on social media. And uh, of course, I just wanted her to win. Even from then, I was just like, yeah, I need to see that. We need that. She deserves that. <laughs> so congrats, Cheryl Lee Ralph. Oh my and gosh. I saw a queen. Tweet. I saw a tweet from her daughter and it was a picture of her daughter with Quinta. And she said that she had run into Quinta at a party, like right around the time they had first, they were first starting to film Abbott Elementary. And Quinta came up to her and she was like, I'm going to get your mom an Emmy. (laughs) And she did that. Period. 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 Okay. <laughs> and got her own too. I sure I don't did. know when the last time a black woman won for comedy writing. I think it was Lena Waith. Oh. Mm-hmm. I didn't know she also did comedy. Oh, for that. that what was that what's that show called? Master of None. Master of None. Right, right, right. Yep, yep, yep. Right. Yeah. I forgot all about that. Me yeah. too. Shame mm-hmm. on yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wonderful for Quinta. Good for her. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's a great show. Jimmy Kimmel, however. Yeah, what was... Yeah. 
Never mind. <laughs> I don't know nothing else but, about what happened on that show. But this is, this, I is, this is pure black joy. So <laughs> Quinta. <we> <laughs> yes, Quinta. I've you. known Quinta from a, for a long time too. Mm -hmm. I, the, from from a meme. From the <laughs> from the oh, he got money. He got money. Like, <laughs> a lord. He got money. That was yes. <laughs> Yes, a star. Yes, I appreciate her. <laughs> Can we take a moment to acknowledge another Black theater luminary who also mm -hmm. got a couple of flowers this week? Oh, yes, of course. Yes. So, um, Mr. Sir James Earl Jones. Um, yes. A Broadway theater was renamed in his honor. Oh, it opened yesterday, so September 13th. It, well, I guess it was already open, but opened under his name. And I believe this is only the second time after the August Wilson Theater. Um, oh. And A, thank you, Broadway League, for recognizing that we are also contributing to the theater and that stuff like this absolutely matters. But a, a huge, huge um, bit of congratulations to James Earl Jones, who's had a singular career right? Like there's nobody who's quite hit all of the things that he's managed to do. I don't even know if there's anybody else who could like do Fences and Darth Vader and Mufasa. <laughs> like that's <laughs> kind of like a wild <laughs> set of accomplishments. Range. Um, but <laughs> yes, you know, that it just makes me really, really happy and that they did it while he was still alive, right? Like that to me really, really matters. So super excited about that. Thank you, New York. Thank you, New York. Oh, yes. <laughs> I have a, a, a theater-related pure Black joy as well. Um, I think since the last time we talked, I probably went to a block party at Pillsbury House and Theater in uh, Minneapolis, in South Minneapolis. Shout out to my friend, my dear friend, Signe, uh, who is... Uh, I I want to say artistic director. It's a, a position that is akin to an artistic director. I may not be using the exact words, but shout out, shout out to her and her magnificence and her brilliance and leadership. Um, what they have there, uh, it was a block party, like celebrating their anniversary and celebrating a temporary installation there of a sculpture dedicated to Lorraine Hansberry. <gasps> called oh, to no. sit a while mm -hmm. yes it is absolutely beautiful just hailing her work and also uh, it is done and contributed to by a bunch of other magnificent black women and queer folks who just have brilliant and thoughtful things to say it is meant to be interactive that's why it's part of why it's called to sit a while so <laughs> i really encourage folks to go and like enter into like a reflective kind of space with lorraine it is it is just like really stunning and really special to see to see that so for someone who uh, is a black and queer playwright mm -hmm, honey mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. like sadly like just passed so passed away so yeah. young and I feel like we're still working on fully 
giving her her flowers uh, for all that she did. So shout out to Pillsbury House and Theater. Shout out to all the artists who were involved. Um, and if you're in the Twin Cities area, uh, it's not going to be here forever. It's an installation. Um, so, so, so go see it soon is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, that sounds fantastic. Shout out to all of those folks that we just mentioned. Congratulations. Love to all of you. Got a short show for y'all today. We, <laughs> for once. Enjoy it. Enjoy it while it lasts. Right. <laughs> of course, this fall coming up, we are going to, we'll be back on schedule every two weeks as usual. Um, and we're going to have all sorts of amazing, fun, super guests, super, super amazing guests that some of which we cannot mention just yet, but we've got lots of things in the works and it's going to be really cool. We were, oh, oh, I almost forgot. We have a review. We have a review. We have a review. Yes. I yes. hope it's five stars. I it swear. is. I hope it's five it stars. Is. Yay. Wait, I have to find it again. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. How exciting. I know, right? So, you know, y'all, I got so, you know, disenchanted with being out here all every day oh please give us five stars and nobody ever doing it so i didn't check it for a while (laughs) (laughs) and lo and behold there's one from uh i believe it's april um and now i can't find it here we go So this is from our friend Blogatone. It's called Art Life Five Stars. So grateful for the heart and the thoughtfulness that the co-hosts and their guests bring to this podcast. It feels like I'm listening in on a conversation with some good friends that I trust. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Rocky, Paige, and Lee. Well, thank you, Blogatone. Thank you. (laughs) Warms my heart. We do. We do our best. And I'm sorry that took us like four months (laughs) (laughs) to acknowledge that. But we so appreciate it. And if you would like to hear your, you know, handle and us read your review on the air, please, 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 please go to Apple, Spotify, any of those places where you listen to our show and leave us a review. It really, really does help us out. It helps get the word out. Subscribe, um, tell your friends, you know, and even if you don't want to leave words, just the five stars is super helpful as well. Um, and if you want to just like talk to us, um, the score at mnopera.org is our email address. And we will have social media channels soon. I am seeing to it. Yay! <laughs> it's coming. It is coming. It is coming. <laughs> um, so I think that's the show for today. Any words of wisdom before we leave? Oh, Lord. Uh, oh, uh, what oh. is it? Drink water and mind your business? Yes. Yes? 
Yeah. Yeah. Drink water. I think meditate may have been in there as well. Meditate, drink water, mind your business. <laughs> Absolutely. Heavy on the mind your business. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Mars is in Gemini until, uh, you know, March of 2023. So, yeah. Try. Mind your business is a good. <laughs> we got all these retrogrades and stuff going mm-hmm. on. Think My Vitamix just broke the other day. Stupid Mercury retrograde. Anyway, I know. I know. it's a whole thing. All right, we will be back in a couple of weeks, <laughs> and we'll talk to you then. Everybody, be good. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.